Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, the Atlanta sports guys. We are finally back after almost a month away. Garrett Chapman is here. Max Markovich could not be here today. We miss you, Max. We miss you. But uh, Max should be back next week. Um, Garrett, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. No, it's it's been a it's been a little too long, man. <laughs> I don't like I don't like how long it's been, but I mean, you know what? It, it's it's I'm glad we're back, and I'm I mean, look, we're uh, we're one championship richer. So, um, I mean, it's been it's been a good month, I will say. That's right. We recorded um, last time before the Braves actually won the World Series, and you. Well, to be fair, you're also just a uh, a guy who just goes to everything. Um, you're someone that has more money than Max and I combined <laughs> on this very podcast. You you go to everything. Um, I don't understand how this works because you got a girlfriend now, and that we we all know that uh, increases uh, spending a little bit. So I don't understand how you're all doing this. Does have you? just gone ahead and sent a text message to or mass text to all the people closest in your life that you're like hey bad news uh did not think this through but i've spent all of uh my income for the year on atlanta sport sporting events so no presents <laughs> no presents the present is uh my happiness <laughs> it's, it's my it is my presence you know <laughs> i think it's honestly the whole attending everything that i possibly can started back in uh what was it in may Back with the when the Hawks started making their run, I mean they, that's that's when I really started going full fledged, going to every single thing that I possibly could. I used to not, I, but I love sporting events, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like I, I'm really strained, I'm really tight with money everywhere else in my life, and I'm like, you know what? I really like this thing. I like this one thing, so I'm gonna go do that one thing, you know. Okay. And it's it, and I just buy cheap tickets mostly, and then I just go down and find finagle my way into to good spots. <laughs> I'm pretty good at just faking it till I make it, you know. So I, I mean, like hey, standing room and do whatever, and then it all works. There you go. There you go. Um, but you went to some of the World Series games, didn't you? Did you go to one or two? Uh, I wanted to go to two. Okay, I was not that lucky, but no, I was able to. I was able to go to game five. So the one game that we lost, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just bought standing room. I actually had seats for the game, so I. I but I didn't use them. I said I went down to standing room only, um, just because I, I just I just like the vibe of standing room only for some mm-hmm. reason. It's just something that I really enjoy. But dude, the atmosphere at that stadium was just absolutely electric. That was the game that Adam Duvall hit the uh, the first inning grand slam. Yeah, and holy shit! Like this is just the idea that the Braves could have clinched a World Series like with me there in person was just sort of an incredible experience, just in and of itself. Yeah, we did lose, but we did. I mean, look, the good guys won in the end. <laughs> but it's really weird the, that they're the just world champions. The it's, battery it's was really weird too. Yeah, <clears throat> we had. I went to the watch party too mm-hmm. for Game Six. I think it was uh, that Tuesday, and dude, that place it, it was like what ten dollars to get in there for the uh, the watch party, mm-hmm. and worth every every penny. Just every penny in there with tens of thousands of people. They, they packed the place. They packed mm. the place on Tuesday uh, just to go <laughs> sit in the stands. Uh, order expensive beer and watch the game on a big television. <laughs> but it was just the thought that you could be in the stadium at the time with a bunch of other Braves fans. And it was just, it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, it was definitely, I, I felt bad. I was not able to come back. Cause I was, I wish I could have come back for the uh, um, parade um, on Friday. Cause I just, that was something, if it was on Saturday, I probably could have swung it, but I could not swing it on that Friday. So, 
um it was uh it, it just it was one of those where i was like man this is probably going to be the last parade opportunity for a long time because i do wonder if do I, when you talk to brace fans and like when people call in and stuff at 99 do they assume that this is the start of a dynasty or are they aware that to maintain a dynasty you have to spend at a certain level and it's just it's not realistic to expect that and we need to just like embrace this one and just whatever happens happens after that but just uh don't keep don't have those expectations guy of like oh here we go we're we're doing this for the foreseeable future see i, I think most people who called in aren't looking to next year at all okay that we talked to i, like I think it. most people were just excited about the moment mm-hmm. um and i appreciated that that was something that i really liked because i think I, I did this a little bit um, once I got past like the the initial oh my god board we just won a World Series, mm-hmm. um, I, I started thinking about next year. I started thinking about hey what could this become because that's sort of a natural inclination, especially as sports guys, uh, guys who just do this for a living. I mean, that's where our brains go. We mm-hmm. look at the storyline. We look for something that we can build on. Um, but I think the fans, for the most part, they they were just excited to to have just won. You know. And there was like this sweet release. And uh, I saw this on a Tuesday. I heard this on the calls. Uh, we had all the post game reactions. Uh, we had that on 99. We had people calling in and giving their immediate reactions to what happened in the game. Um, and it was just sort of this sweet release, you know. And it was just it was just a, a very good feeling. Um, and the city of Atlanta. I, mean, I, I live in Midtown, so um, the feeling around the city. Like I would wear this World Series hoodie around town and people would like honk and like cheer out the window when they saw my hoodie. It was, it was just something It was really cool. It's just a really cool thing. I, I think people were just happy in the city. Uh, we had something to rally around and it was, and it's like, I mean, it, it's, it's what sports are all about. You know, it was just kind of a beautiful moment here in the city. I loved it. I think I have some, uh, Atlanta world series merch, but I can't rock it yet. So shout out to the sports Renaissance woman. Great, great woman. Uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> some, some might say she's the best woman, but um, she got me, I'm pretty sure, I'm like 99% certain that she got a bunch of Braves World Series merch for me for Christmas. And like whenever I was like looking to buy some stuff, she's like, don't do that. And I was like, okay, well, um, hmm, you're putting me in a bind because Christmas is still just like what over a month away and this happened uh, a few weeks earlier so i'm just like oh so i'm just like not rocking any world series merch for like two months you, i've i've been embargoed on uh <laughs> any world series merch for the foreseeable future it's it's a tough look for for your guy yeah no i, I actually just went up to the uh i just have my uh, uh freddie freeman world series jersey i just got that one um, I think that's the only uniform I'm probably going to buy. Like the jersey that I'm going to buy with the patch. Maybe another one. I might, put, I might get a snit because I have a Bobby Cox 95. So mm. I kind of want, I'm thinking about getting a snicker 90, uh, to the 2021, you know? Mm. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. But um, I have that. And I think I'm, I have like, I'm limiting myself to like two t shirts, a hoodie. I want to get something for my wall. I got to get something for my, I, I, I have so much. Like you should see, I have one. Are you a tabs guy on your computer? Oh Don't yeah. You feel like you big tabs guy. Yeah. I'm a big tabs guy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here. Like I could pull it up on my, I'll send you a picture, a screenshot or something of it, but it's literally just tab, 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 tab. Just like little things that I want. Why don't you and bookmark them? I've saved it all. Uh, and I've, I've got the, the girlfriend, she's actually coming over after we're uh, done here, and I was going to show her everything in there. Maybe she uh, was like a hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> That's not a hint, hint. Hey, sit at my computer and go through my tabs. <laughs> Take a look at this. 
<laughs> These are things that I'm looking at. Like other things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Some of them are really cool, though. I might actually. I'm. I'm gonna share some of them with you guys. You and uh, you and Max, just because mm-hmm. some of them are like. There's like some like two hundred dollars. I think is the most expensive thing that I have on this. Mm-hmm. But most of it's like under a hundred bucks. But it's like some of them are like ticket stubs and um like that was something i was kind of salty about like in the new era i was like i don't i didn't get a world series ticket from my ticket and i'm still a little upset about that but i mean it's uh but some of them like they have tickets they have like pictures of of uh like little coins like things like that just a lot of commemorative items just cool little things like that um but no yeah i like saving tickets saving tickets are cool and um oh i have my 2012 sec championship ticket from but they're going away because georgia game but they don't do it anymore no well it's also just that like i didn't realize uh because we actually didn't use tickets that i was going to get on um for the for the georgia game which we will not discuss whatsoever and i uh (laughs) they were actually hard copies and i was like it was kind of I just, I'd never see them anymore. Like I, like even just being at Tennessee, like I'm always scanning my student ID or scanning some online thing. And then back in Atlanta, like when I go to Hawks games, I was never like printing out a ticket. Like I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't remember the last time I was printing out tickets like that. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of, kind of sad because it is a cool thing to have and to keep up with the actual paper, paper copies. Yeah, but it's not even just the paper copies, mm. like the, that little like hard. Not not that's not like cardboard, but what's that's that material? It's what? definitely not no. cardboard. <laughs> it's not cardboard. No, 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 no. no I just don't know. The but word. I I do love I the idea of I mean, adding right? cardboard it's, it's like tickets in there. Paper-ish stuff. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really know. Ticket material. <laughs> I have no idea. But I don't know what to call the no. material either. I just know that. Um, it's, you know what I mean. You but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's I, I don't know. I, I miss those. I miss those a lot. Yeah. I wanted one for the World Series, um, but I didn't get one. Have you been back to Statesboro to uh, get some early looks at uh, Clay Helton? Actually, speaking of Clay Helton, mm-hmm. we have our alumni weekend this weekend. My uh, my fraternity, we, I was going to go down because we're playing BYU this weekend. Wait, are uh, you really playing BYU this weekend in Statesboro? Yeah, at, in Statesboro. In Statesboro. So I, that's be... tempempting. You got to go. Why didn't you? Why aren't you going down for that? I work, man. <laughs> I got I got I got work job, schmirk. Man. Tell him the tell him Provo is coming. You got to go. No, actually, speaking of Clay Helton, we have Clay Helton. I do uh, college football game time mm. every Saturday morning, nine to noon on nine ninety nine, and shameless plug. And we actually have Clay Helton. He's joining us. Really? Saturday. Tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to listen to any of that audio, I'll, I'll be happy to send that your way. But no, I'm really excited. They were. I I, uh, I had a uh, someone in in the athletic department down there that I was able to get in touch with and. And man, they they responded very quickly. <laughs> they got back to me immediately. Um, so I think Clay Helton's ready to get going. And um, they used him in the in the promos and everything for this BYU game that's coming up this weekend. And they sold out immediately. I mean, it's it's Statesboro. Statesboro's starving for uh, a return to a solid football program. And I mean, football's a big deal down there in Statesboro. So I, I think Clay Helton. Clay Helton's an interesting hire. I, I know we really haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, but. Man, I, I there are a lot of questions that I have. Just because I mean, you have the triple option offense, you have um, just the tradition of Georgia Southern football, and Clay Helton's not that. Clay Helton is a guy who had a winning record, a Rose Bowl champion at, at a big time program like USC. Why is he going down to Statesboro? That's that's the thing. It didn't make, didn't really make much sense to me. He was only he was only on the job market for six weeks. People have been saying that he probably um, got like an opportunity at a lot of different places. People have always um, said that uh, Statesboro is the uh, the the Coliseum of the South. <laughs> pretty much, Paulson's the prettiest little uh, stadium in America. 
But you know what's funny? I, mean, I also thought that he would just like be appreciated at a lower tier SEC program. And like, if you look at his background and the Helton family and Tyson and all that, but like, mm-hmm. he made sense more in the South than at USC anyway. And everyone liked oh, him yeah. and his kind of demeanor and everything else. I was like, okay, I could see it. I it, like he was uh, he was fine at USC for a long time, but he could actually be good and just likable and just have a good life like in uh, in the Southeast. Like even at Georgia Tech, like he would just be a delight there. But um that's a conversation for another day and the the jeff collins it turns from, out the waffle house states, bro or not states bro i mean he's from gainesville he's from the southeast I meant yeah to say. um but oh i think it's uh it's interesting sunbelt like the sunbelt's growing in the sunbelt i love their their additions and i love how they're building out this conference and it's it's fun it's uh it's definitely the fun belt and yeah it uh, certainly is it's I good mean, I think it's the seventh best conference i'd say that it's top three in watchability though like and especially getting marshall in there i love watching some marshall you got app state you got coastal you got Mm -hmm. southern you got georgia state like you got a lot of a lot of good programs in there um louisiana obviously Um, yeah i mean like it's a it's a solid conference i I think it needs to round out a little bit more especially in football well they're up to Um, what 14 now well, what I'm saying is, like, out west, there, there isn't much. I mean, you have South Alabama, which isn't very good. You have Texas State, I think it is, and then they're not very good. You have – I mean, there are a couple programs out, there, out west that just really – Arkansas State, meh. Um, meh. The Cajun – the Raging Cajuns kind of dominate out west. And then the east side, you have you got Coastal, Southern, and App State, and a lot of a lot better teams. So, um the balance is just isn't really there right now. But it, it, it's still a good conference. I think they're 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 growing. They're growing, and I, th- I think they're going to be uh, they're just fun to watch. It's it's definitely the fun belt, like you said. Um, you know what's not fun, Garrett? The Atlanta Falcons over the last two weeks. <laughs> what a bridge! I uh, I'm a professional after over 700 of these, Garrett. Um, no, this was this was awful. I was texting you guys throughout last night. Um, the Hawks, we'll get to in a second, but the Falcons, the uniforms were crisp. They were delightful. I wish they were here to stay, but um, this was just bad across the board. Uh, in your estimate, if you had to to explain to the good folks who did not tune in to Pat's Falcons last night uh, in the dome, I'm not calling it Mercedes Benz uh, at the dome. <laughs> what would you What would you say happened last night? Uh, probably the most forgetful game of the season to say the very least i mean it was it was ugly i it was it, it was bad like just start to finish i mean lord have mercy i mean, like you look the defense actually played pretty well i will give dean peace credit the defense played well um yes it was against a rookie quarterback yeah but it's still i mean it's still the new england patriots against josh mcdaniels and then like it's, it's it's a good enough offense that um and this defense is really just hasn't been very good and they played pretty well um, so I'll give them credit. Um, but when you have a guy like Allison running the way he was, why didn't you, why did you take the ball away from him? Why didn't you run the football with him a little bit more? Why, why did you then try and drop back and take a pass on third and one on the 14 yard line when your offensive line has been a putrid mess the entire day and then take a sack? Or QB sneak. He doesn't like QB sneak calls at all. That should have been one of the two calls. Like, I don't know how a QB sneak was not one of the calls. And, and then on top of that, then you then you have how, how in God's name, <laughs> how in God's name do you have an illegal procedure? How do you line up incorrectly on a 
freaking field goal. I don't know if I can cuss here necessarily, but how do you line up incorrectly on a field goal? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just it, it was the most embarrassing thing that 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 one play is when I was like, all right, this game's done. I I can't. I it was so bad. I I I, I about lost it when that the sports happened. renaissance woman came in the room and just saw me like like i was uh, i was just hunched over and i was like refusing to look at like the and i was and then i had to explain to her i was like it, you don't understand just how dumb of a sequence that in, like i just experienced was like just how falcon-y that whole experience it was really was yeah but I've, I've been mostly apathetic towards mm-hmm. the falcons this year uh, unfortunately i think and that's how most like people are the games with very little emotion and it, it's not that's not how i watch sports i don't i don't like watching sports without emotion and, and caring and everything and it's that one moment i legitimately yelled at the screen for the first time all season <laughs> i think it was the first time um at the screen at least i when i was at the, i was also at the uh, the football game the football team game whatever <laughs> the washington game to town and that was just an embarrassing mess the way they oh, that's but that's for another conversation taylor heineke I'm, no no excuse for that game but it's just mistake after mistake and this offense just doesn't have pieces i mean if, if we had cordero patterson playing in that game if we had calvin ridley playing in that game maybe the falcons offense had something maybe we could have um schemed something a little bit more effective but a lot of zacchaeus is just not somebody who needs to be your number two option russell gage is clearly not a number one option um and kyle pitts i mean look if he's your only legitimate weapon and you're playing Bill freaking Belichick on the other side? No, you're not going to be able to do a damn thing. He's going to take him away, and he just snaps his fingers, and he just disappears. And and it's and that's just Bill Belichick. That's what he does. So that's what you expected. <clears throat> but they just didn't have any answers. And look, at the end of the day, if, if you can't keep Matt Ryan upright in the pocket and you don't have weapons to, to take some pressure off of him, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> it was it was just embarrassing watching Matt Ryan just get absolutely pummeled on just play after play after play. It was terrible watching him limp off the field after getting it's rolled over on his ankle and or his foot rather, and then he's just gushing out blood for the second game this season. Like the fact that you have your quarterback bleeding on the sideline, not once but twice in a season, just because you're just he's just getting hit so much is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I don't know how you strap on the pads and go to practice the next week because I, I, I don't know how these offensive linemen show their faces at, at Flowery Branch. It's embarrassing. I, 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 it is. It is just. Oh God, you got me all worked up now. <laughs> I, I, I'm just that. That's just what that. This is what the Falcons do to me. I mean, I love this team. I think Arthur Smith is a good coach. Um, I think he's still the guy for the Atlanta Falcons, and I think he could be so damn good with Matt Ryan. Um, but my God, he doesn't have any weapons. My God, he can't stand upright because he snaps the ball and he has a defensive lineman in his face in a quarter in a second flat, and it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Oh man, I um I can't even get mad though. Like the the Matt Ryan stuff. He's so this was interesting too, and um I saw a lot of people last night. Uh, tweeting about Matt Ryan and dying for this team and just getting shellacked the way that he was. Uh, shout out to our guys, Jalen Mayfield and uh, Mr. McGarry, who still quite bad. Matt Hennessy was also quite bad in this one. Need Alex Mack back. That'd be great. Um, no, it was like the problem with that line of thinking to me is that like 
Ryan signed off on all of this. Like Ryan knew the situation he was walking into. He knew the dearth of talent on defense. He knew the offensive line did not look great. He knew that Julio was on his way out. He knew that things were pretty murky all across the board. And he still locked in for another year and restructured and was like, I want to be a part of this retooling. Um, Matt Ryan could have been like, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I know that this is uh, going to go the other way and that this talent issue is not going to be solved and I don't want to waste the last few years of me playing uh, elite football um, in Atlanta. Love you guys. I'm the best quarterback in this franchise's history, but I'm going to go try and do the Stafford thing in LA or somewhere else. And he didn't, he didn't do that. So like it stinks to see him deal with this week to week um and when you're actually watching the game like i hurt for matt ryan but the idea that ryan deserves no no blame for his situation is just not true he could have left he could have done what julio did and julio saw it before ryan did and um it's not his fault that we didn't draft his replacement we didn't kind of force his hand there but at the same time um Ryan knew what he was he was walking into uh, the last few years and what lies ahead. So I don't know. I feel bad that he's in this situation, but I also think he deserves some culpability for the position that this franchise finds itself in. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's like I'm not going to blame Matt Ryan for not forcing his way out via trade. I don't I mean, think he would have had to force his way out. I think he. I think <clears throat> Falcons fans would have understood it, and I think the ownership oh, and I think everybody no, would have understood. I, I, I certainly agree that the. Falcons fans would have understood if he wants to push his way out. Like, yeah, I mean, I get it. With when Julio Jones forced his way out, I don't just don't. I mean, I, I get that. Um, I didn't like it, but I get it. But I, I don't. I don't think that's based off of everything I've ever seen about Matt Ryan. That has not been something that I would ever expect him to do. I think he wants to be here in Atlanta. I think he wants to play for this team, and I think he wants to to create a winner on this team within this franchise. I mean, and I give him credit for that. That takes a, uh, <laughs> this is a losing franchise. <laughs> so I take, I, I give him a lot of credit for that, but I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to blame Matt Ryan because he didn't force it uh, because he didn't like push his way out. Yeah. I mean, he's got a big old contract, but it's, I mean, it's not that bad when you actually put it on the, uh, the scale of uh, what other quarterbacks are making, but it's, I mean, well, what I'm saying he's ultimately here. is not like I'm blame. I'm like, hey, Matt, this is your fault. What I'm saying is just that like this is part of the deal when you want to ride it out to the end with one team and the life cycle of a team changes like the remnants of that Super Bowl run are long gone. And oh, yeah. like that's over, like all that's been treading trending the wrong way for years now. And you've known it's trending the wrong way. That's part of why Julio wanted out and saw the writing on the wall there. Um, I don't know. I just. I think that's just part of it. I think he wasn't completely honest about where this team was headed. You know what I mean? Maybe it was just blind loyalty, which is cool, but I don't know. Like he, he still, he knew what was happening. I don't think Matt Ryan thought this was a Super Bowl team. I don't think he, and it's not no, even like we're, we're awful. He truthfully thought that this was a Super Bowl team. I don't, I don't think anybody, maybe, maybe a blind person might confuse <laughs> it for, for a Super Bowl team just because they thought it was actually the, the, I don't know. They thought they were looking at the, the other team or some other team. I don't know I thought they were looking at the Chiefs because they're wow I don't know I, I also think when people are like oh we should this was the Fields thing and Mac Jones and like going there and I my thing is that like 
I think if we've seen anything, I don't want a quarterback until we fix the offensive line. Like, yes, you've well, taken yeah. two first-round picks. I don't want Justin Fields behind this. He's getting killed just as bad, if not worse, than Ryan. So, no, I think it actually validates more of the Falcons' concerns about taking a quarterback there, of just being like... They, we don't want a rookie quarterback behind this kind of offensive line. We uh, we're gonna protect. Like we need to do the Cowboys thing of like just build out the offensive line and know that you're good across the board before you draft a quarterback. Like Tua, like Miami didn't do enough, and Tua's gotten his brains beat in. Chicago clearly didn't do enough. Um, part of that they did get just destroyed with injuries before the season got started. But like I don't know, man. I I think the offensive line needs so much work. The defensive line needs so much work. Um, the secondary outside of AJ Terrell, who had a great pick in this one, needs so much work. I don't know. I think the quarter like this is the one thing I think it's for certain is we just don't need a retooling. Like there's no retooling going on here. Like the retooling is over. We're not pulling off what the Saints did or the Steelers did at the tail end of this of Big Ben and Drew Brees' run. I don't think there's nearly, nearly enough talent to pull that off at this point. No, but talk about the the, the only the only bright spot of the game was AJ Terrell. Yeah. That was it. Maybe I, I, and then Quadri Allison dropping sack, forty pounds and looking nice. great. <laughs> I mean, Dante Fowler actually got on the board. Dante Fowler got a sack. How about that? No, he didn't really get that sack though. If I, the one I remember, it's really, where he dove late. Yeah, it's a stack. He's it a half sack. He was kind of clean up because it was Eric Harris who had gotten in there, if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah, um, I think they, they split it, didn't they? Uh, whatever, but. <laughs> It the was, little things for Dante Fowler. The little, it's all about the little things. That because because his contract is so big, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, let's move on from the Falcons. I can't do this anymore. I, I hate this. Uh, I hate this season painful. so much. It's painful, and I just don't know where they're going to go from here. I, I, there's just so many holes. There's so many holes. Right. But I, I, we're not drafting a quarterback next year. No. So maybe late. Maybe later on. No, I don't think we're drafting a quarterback. I think it's um, trading Ridley. I think it's trading Deion Jones. Calvin I think Ridley's it's not going to be here next year. I, don't, I might I, consider I trading Grady Jarrett. You know, I actually saw that. Um, I, I saw something like that. It, I don't know who wrote it. Um, I think I shared that article with you guys. It was in the AJC or the Athletic or something like that. But maybe that's in our future. Maybe we need to. He's our best trade chip. Uh, that's like movable because you're not moving Terrell and you're not moving no. Pitts. So it's like. No, those guys are too young, and then and mm. Grady is—he's locked maybe, up. I mean, maybe. Uh, what would you get for him? For, I don't for, know. Maybe? Like, he's a great player, and he was great last he's night. No, he's a top three defensive tackle in football. I mean, he's a very good player. If you he's, get two or three good draft picks for him, I think you do it. Like, this needs—we need so many bites at the apple in upcoming drafts that, like, it would suck. But it's like. It's the thing, the same thing with Julio. It's like the sins of previous administrations and drafting and all this stuff. But like, you have to make the difficult decisions because I don't think the timelines match up with Grady and fig- figuring this out. So it's just no. like, what's the point of having, if our defense is going to look like this and have no talent anywhere else, like what is the point of a Grady Jarrett on this particular mm-hmm. team? Yeah. And I, I don't see this, this, this next quarterback draft class really moving no. for me. So I, I don't think that we're going to take one in this next class. We have too many other issues and you still have Matt Ryan under contract. Yeah. I agree. So he's gonna he's still gonna be here. He's still gonna be the quarterback. We're gonna hear it all off season how we need to draft a quarterback, blah 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 blah. No, it's not gonna happen. Same old thing. We're gonna have to I can't wait for the phone calls <laughs> all spring. That's all I'm gonna hear <laughs> once the calendar turns over. Um but no, it's this team just has so much, so many depth issues. Richie Grant, I was so he wrong was so bad last night. He has been he was so awful. bad this mm-hmm. year. I don't know what's going on with him. 
I, that he's been the biggest disappointment of this season for me, probably. Mm. Um, on the defensive side, at okay. least. as far as like, as far as rookies go, as far as rookies go, I, I was expecting. I mean, if you, I don't know if you remember, but I thought he was going to be the like an, almost an MVP of this defense. That's what I thought. That's how highly I thought of him, and he just it hasn't been that. I, like he guys haven't been playing. Like our, we're playing backups in the secondary, and he is still not playing. And I don't know. Maybe he'll turn it around. Maybe maybe it's just growing pains. He's just getting acclimated to the NFL. I don't. I don't know. I'm not in practice. I don't know Dean Pease. I don't know what's going on there. But he hasn't looked good. He hasn't been good, and the defense has shown it. So I expected more of him. And look, man, we just have, we just have so many holes. I just don't know where we're gonna go. <laughs> we could. It's gonna make it's gonna make the uh, NFL draft very interesting. Let's put it that way. But we just got to purge all these bad contracts off of our off our books. This is not a quick fix. It's going to take oh, no. years for no, Fontenot no, no. to we just have so much dead money. Yes, but the fact that we have we have so many guys on tiny contracts on our roster, and we still twenty like eighth in salary cap available. It's hilarious. I mean, I that's why Ridley has to go. That's why these guys like. There's just what are you going to do? Pay Ridley? Well, what? Yeah, because we're not going to pay Calvin Ridley. I, I I don't know why Calvin Ridley would, Calvin Ridley wouldn't sign a contract here. Why would he? Right. So it's just they're going to have a lot more tough, uh, frustrating uh, moves in the future for our, our dear Atlanta Falcons. Um, quickly, don't buy let's a Falcons jersey anytime soon. <laughs> I didn't uh, even wear the the work done when I just had the the Falcons hat on. I didn't I didn't rock the the classic. I actually uh, didn't. This was the first the first game in a long time that I haven't that I've sat down and watched a game start to finish and didn't wear any Falcons like apparel at all. So it's your fault. Um, <laughs> it, it hadn't worked before, so I mean, why would it work now? That's fair. Um, <laughs> That's why we got blanked. I don't know. Oh, is that a pun? Yeah, I was about okay. to say. Um, I blanked in the home that blank built. The Hawks. Quickly. A little better. A little better. I think they figured some stuff out. I don't think it's a coincidence that one of their key early contributors is gone. Not saying saying that I wished injury because that's gross and not something I'm considering. But I am saying less options for for Nate to fiddle with and less uh, just to to shrink this lineup and to shrink the opportunities and to invest more in six to seven guys. I think is really what this team needs. And Hunter, man, I just now it's the wrist there are just some people that are never going to be available and hunter is just one of those guys and you you know you and max knew like how i felt about this what a year ago where i was just like i would get out ahead of this of just like when he was doing the point forward stuff i was like let's trade him now trade him now before this knee and everything else props back up and guys like him just scare me because i just i don't think they get better injury wise i think this is just something that is going to unfortunately plague him for his career and it's just it's going to strap what the the hawks can do but also reddish really going downhill in recent weeks has been has been troubling as well but he looked he looked good against the celtics he did he did so hopefully that means that very good against the celtics he was probably the the reason we were in that game early he and deon and uh kevin herter well and that's the other thing is herter is a huge beneficiary i think from hunter that's the big thing so i know you i know how you feel about uh, deandre hunter i love deandre hunter i think he is immensely talented but i'm starting to come to your line of thinking where he just kind of just he's just not gonna be look you can't be a dominating player if you can't play right and at the end of the day it's not about what you could be it's what you're doing and it's a what have you done for me lately business and the guy can't stay healthy 
And we have too much talent on this team to sit by and continue to wait and wait and wait. I also don't this think is a team that, that can win a championship this year. And you got to mm. go get a guy who can push us over the top. And I don't think DeAndre Hunter can be that guy because he can't play. Right. And he's shooting well. He's shooting thirty nine percent from three. It's he's been fine. Um, he doesn't okay. attack nearly enough. He still was like what ten a game. Um, but what I will say too, the the guy who has just not caught a lot of strays. I don't know if people have been calling <clears> in at ninety nine about this, but Clint Capella's been bad. And this was yeah. the uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation to have, where it's just that like when Nyaka and Kongwu Max's guy like was on for the first part of this year that was something we were wondering about because he's just so good defensively and he's our future five if he was available i think we're we're just being like okay there's no reason to have capella in the starting lineup anymore and Anyeka deserves more of those minutes at the five just because of what he does defensively because part of the reason that or i think a major reason we're 28th in defensive rating as of this writing and i think we're still in the top five in offensive uh, rating it's that capella's been awful defensively just awful and uh. if that's the case we have some problems because there's no one behind him. You're not throwing in uh, Jang at the five for long minutes. You're not throwing uh, Gallo at the five. Like you don't, you Collins at the five works offensively, but offense hasn't been our issue. So I don't know. I think that is something to monitor because Unkongu uh, is not coming back anytime soon. So I don't know how they address that. Well, don't don't forget that he he was coming off of the off of the surgery, right? And he hadn't had his feet. He didn't have his feet under him. I think he's looked significantly better in recent weeks he has looked a lot better starting with that <clears throat> really in that bucks game um so he was like right around there so like the end of that west coast trip i think he started to come into his own and he started to look a little bit better not as good on the defensive end but then he started picking that up a little bit as well it's just conditioning i i think that's really what it is that's why i'm not hitting the panic button. this is why i didn't hit the panic button when we lost what seven six seven in a row look we played seven teams who could all play it for the championship. I could see literally any of those teams that we played on that losing streak. I could see every single one of them playing in the NBA finals this year. Um, so I didn't hit the panic button on him yet. Not, not yet. It would not just be yet. nice and to have Nkongwu uh, there while he's getting back. Oh yeah. That would have been, that certainly would. I just been. don't think that was my broader point is I don't think we're off yeah. to this rough start. If Nkongwu is available there. I completely agree. I completely agree with that. I, I, I don't think it's an indictment of Clint Capella. I, I think it's it's the fact that Inyeko Kongwu is a guy who can come off the bench or he can start and he can be a very dominant player. Um, and I'm big on Inyeko Kongwu. I, I think he's a great player. I, I'm really excited for what he can do for this team. But again, he's got to get healthy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, if, if he's healthy, then we can bring Clint Capella along a little bit slower. We don't have to play him for 32 minutes a game when he's probably not ready to play 32 minutes a game. I don't think he was really in that situation. He was doing it out of necessity. Um, and I think he's coming around a little bit. I mean, he's going to, he, he's, he's got his conditioning up. He's been playing better as of late. I mean, he's been getting boards left and right. I mean, like the guy's still a board machine, especially during the regular season. Um, and I think the team's better when Clint Capella is playing better. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, they've won three, three games in a row against three, pretty good opponents um two teams two teams that are will certainly be in the playoffs so mm. I, I think the, the hawks are coming into their own and i think it has a lot to do with the fact that i think trey is starting to settle down a little bit um he's not i i i, I still don't like what he did last game against the celtics because he wasn't really great that game from the floor he was over six from three 
Um, he wasn't – the shot wasn't going in, but he – he started taking some dumb shots. I hate it when he takes those logo threes when nothing else is working. I think he settles. Um, and I think that's still one of the more frustrating things that he does. But um, but I don't think he overreacted necessarily. He calmed down. He started distributing the basketball effectively, um, started getting the ball to guys like Kevin Herter and, and, uh, and, and Cam Reddish, guys who were feeling their shot. And he got the ball to him, and, and he was the, the chief distributor. And I love it when Trey does that. And then it got to the line, effectively, and so that's why. And then that's why the Hawks were able to put him away because, well, Trey didn't lose his freaking head like he had on that losing streak. So I think the team's coming around, and I think you you really hit it is because we. I don't want to credit this like you said, but it's kind of because we lost one of the mouths to feed, so we don't have like that guy who who we feel like we have to be getting the ball to him to get shots. So I, I just think the, the fluidity of this team, it's, it's going to come. It's a work in progress. It's still coming. Um, I think by Christmas, we're, we're, we're going to be right back at the top of the Eastern standings where we belong. Hmm. Garrett Chapman, how do we keep up with you this weekend with the College Football Show and all the good folks at 99 The Game? Well, it's a busy weekend, man. Uh, hmm. Tonight I'm going up to Eagles Landing Christian Academy. That's that Henry Academy County? Elka, down in McDonough. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going down there for... Uh, Round two of the GHSA state playoffs, man. That's going to be that's going to really be a playing. good one. Athens Academy. It's a single A private battle, so it's going to be mm. it's going to be fun. That's going to be a good game. Those are two good teams. Um, but man, it's going to be it's going to be a busy it's it's going to be a busy weekend because then we jump right into um, college football game time the next morning, and then I got a I got a show on Sunday morning as well. So it's going to be a busy one. So keep up with me at GChapATL on Twitter, man. That's the best way to do it. All right. Well, the boys are back. Thank you, as always. We'll have Max back next week as well. But, Garrett, I greatly appreciate it, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Sounds good, man. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.